Welcome to the Before Midnight podcast coming to you from the N Plus One studios overlooking beautiful downtown Frankfurt. In this podcast, we explore the world of age group triathletes. We'll be looking at the real world challenges of being an amateur multi-sport athlete. I'm your host, Linda Ward, along with my co-host, Brian Schenkenfelder. How's it going? It's going well. It's going phenomenally well. Good. I'm so glad to hear that. I can't train, but it's going well. That puts a damper on, you know, our usual I can, topics. <laughs> I know. I, I can swim. Okay. I can't bike still, which is going to be the next phase. And then running, I'm assuming, is going to be last. Because I hit the ball of my foot, it's bruised there. I was hoping I'd be able to bike this week, but I put on a bike shoe. I, I tried just walking around, and I could just feel it pressing up against that bruise. And it just was uncomfortable. I'm not about to go out and ride where I'm... Mm-hmm. pushing against it 90 times a minute for <laughs> however long I'm yeah, out. less than ideal. That is suboptimal, as I like to say. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... But yeah, I can swim. That's about it. Okay. Now the big problem is trying not to put on weight. I have to cut <laughs> back in my eating because I'm not training. And then I have to look at my watch and it says, you were detraining. <laughs> That's so depressing. Garmin has these great features, and then other times you're like, really? (laughs) Like, I didn't know. (laughs) No, I'm in the process of detraining. It's just, this is like the absolute, well, I mean, I guess it could be worse. It could be July. Good point. But not much worse. (laughs) I mean, it's still the same part of the year where it's suboptimal. At this point, I'm pretty much scrapping my race season. I'm going to probably put a cup maybe race in august a couple times just to kind of see where things stand Mm -hmm. and uh, get ready for next year although i'm you know as you start to age up there's fewer and fewer next years (laughs) well that's life i mean excuse me Uh, the opportunity window well the other problem is i'm at the bottom end of my age group and now i start creeping up into my age group each year as well this was this was the prime year that that year where you're at the bottom of your age group and i'm not at i'm not going to be able to take the as much advantage of it as i would have liked and i mean that's true for me too but i knew going into this year that i wasn't going to be doing anything anyway just because of going to grad school it's like okay this is a year for me just to train so that my mental health stays in one piece (laughs) and i get to see my friends and i get to get out some energy and i don't get fat those are the goals. <laughs> so I knew I wouldn't be competing. But, yeah, I'm at the bottom of my age group, too. I didn't even think about that. Oh, well. Well, no, I guess I wouldn't be. As a triathlete, I'm up. I'd be 56. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. That was last year. I, you're at the bottom. This is this is a good year to kind of really go out and, and, and do well. It, the biggest problem is it's not like I'm going to be getting faster year after year at this point. <laughs> No. Yeah, it's, but, at this point, it's more about holding on to your speed, and that's going to be that's going to be the challenge as new kids come up next year into my age group. Kids, <laughs> you're in your forties. I hate to tell you. <laughs> no, I passed the forties. You passed the forties. Are you fifty now? I'm fifty. Yeah. That's right. This it's was all a good. Big year. Yeah. No, it was it was a good year to go out and and, and race, and it just it started with really poor weather and now mm-hmm. an injury has completely derailed this season 
that's just the way it is. Life happens. I mean, yeah. There, we'll, you just never know what's going to happen. We'll get to race a couple times. I, I'm still looking forward to doing the Mojo race. That's the race that I have won my technical age group the last two years, but have come in fourth in my age group because they're in 10-year age groups. <laughs> now I head to, up into that 50 to 59 age group. I want... I want to win that one. Or at you least there's top three. Like call them or something and say, "Hey," <laughs> or at least I need to if I go up. Because when is that race? It's the end of August. Okay. I'm looking forward to that one again. Yeah. I could try. I, I should. I should be able to do. Although I think it's the state championship for Ohio, so I imagine there could be a lot more people at that race than normal, which I'm sure will happen. Which means I'll probably finish fourth in my age group again. <laughs> Hey, you know, I finished second out of two. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to win one of the prizes there because I've, yeah. I've, I've raced fairly well there. I just have had a hard time beating the 40-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> when you're 49. Yeah. When you're 49, yeah. I was yeah. finishing fourth the last yeah. two times I tried that. <laughs> no, but that race venue was really, really nice. I do yeah. like the race venue. I do like that race. It's a, it's a really nice race there, I'll be going back just to have some fun and kind of set up for next year. I mean, the downside to like a sport like triathlon is you're only going to have a handful of races a year you're going to be able to do anyway. I mean, when I was early in it, I could squeeze 10 races into a year. Mm-hmm. That means racing in, in the winter, those February, March, April races. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of that anymore. <laughs> I mean, May is already early enough, mainly because the open water is just really cold in May. Yeah. I don't oh, really yeah. want to go through that anymore. Uh, yeah, but that leaves me a window of June, July, August, first part, half of September. Mm-hmm. A three- or four-month window, yeah, you could probably squeeze four or five races into that you can. window. Maybe yeah. six. So with... The big problem is, yeah, I could race a number of times, but it's a very tight window as far as the number of months you can race. If you're looking at three months worth of racing, you're looking at a, a very small window that if you get hurt in that window, which right. is what just happened to me, <laughs> it, it will lead to suboptimal results yeah. on race day. And I, I'm not just the one who likes to go out and race to race. I want yeah. to race to see how well I can do. And the training has not led me to being able to do very well. I mean, I know what's going to happen, but it's not the best I can do. I mean, it's the best I can do this year. Right. But it's not your full potential. Yeah, at least somewhere near my full potential. That's where I like to see myself race. But you do what you do. You you lick your wounds and come back next year. (laughs) Well, I get, you know, I mean, me doing the duathlon and just experiencing different things. I didn't, I mean, I wanted to see what I could do. But I also didn't really care how I did because I hadn't ever done that type of race before. Triathlon is definitely a little different since I've done a few of those. But, like, I've never gone to the Mojo, so it's like, well. And half the time it's all about, like I said, who else shows up. Yeah, results are never the the thing. For me, it's about kind of just seeing how I can do against myself as far as fitness goes. I want to be Mm -hmm. fit. What kind of time can I still put together if I am fit for it? The last year in the Mojo, it was the only race I did last year, I think, and I messed up the bike, went too hard on the bike, and ended That's up right. having a poor run. I mean, it wasn't a horrible run. It was just slow. I'd never had any pop because I went too hard on the bike. So 
I'm looking forward to those are the things that I'm I'm going to try to address this year mm-hmm. to kind of get myself ready for that following year is I need to clean up how hard my bike is, how my run, and just try to put all those pieces together and, and have a decent race. I know it's not going to be as good as I can do, but at least try to put a, a semi-decent race together. Yeah. yeah. Even though, you know, the training's not optimal, there's always things that you can improve, transition, all that stuff. Just different things that you can experience. and. Yeah, but I've already tweak. maximized transition. <laughs> That's true. You're probably one of the fastest transitioners that I know. That's for sure. Uh, those, those I've optimized at this point. I, I mean, I've been able to gain some speed on swimming. It's it's more of a, you know, can I? My running has gotten better the last year. I didn't have a good run race, which is kind of disappointing. My running's been pretty good. I just need to figure out how to what that bike pace needs to be to be able to come off and hit that right. run. I'm not as worried about the bike. What I need to do is just get on the bike more i'm i was short miles last year which i'm sure helped me have that suboptimal bike run right. experience my bike this year is going to be way below what i normally do yeah. i mean i just a fraction I, I, my longest ride has been two hours yeah and i've yeah. done it like twice that's just that's nowhere near no, it's nowhere near what i like to do and, and you know, just missing that much bike time is very frustrating because Especially this time of year, this is the best time of the year for me to bike. I love biking this time of year. Soon yeah. it's going to get cold again, and <laughs> won't be able to do any of that stuff. I can't believe you're talking about cold and when it's you know almost July. We're we're okay for a while here. Just <laughs> calm down. <laughs> oh my goodness, what else is going on? You're you're uh, kidless this week. Yes, kidless this week and next week. This week he's at my parents. I don't know how well that's going. It's my parents. It's. I think he hasn't idealized what it's going to be like there, and it's just not. <laughs> they're grandparents. They move they're a little slower. Well, and it's not so much the news slower. It's I'm not sure how they're much are just letting him like game and mm-hmm. play on his tablet as much as he would potentially hear. Oh, okay. I mean, they've kept him busy. They've gone biking a couple of days. I think they went and played tennis. I don't think he cared for the the tennis very much. And then I don't know. I don't know what they're doing today. And the rest of the week, I imagine we'll probably have to get him <laughs> a little early because he's Podcast not doing super well there. It, it yeah. is what it is. Yeah, Do you guys talk to him every day when he's gone? Yeah, he's got a phone now. He's been texting us. Oh, no. Which is always funny because Ooh. texting is with a 10-year-old is always interesting. <laughs> he found the images. and Oh, my up. gosh. Which <laughs> <laughs> gets to be really funny stuff. And like next week, he's going to sleepover camp. He'll be with his friends. He'll have a ball for that. Yeah. I'm not as worried about that. (laughs) Yeah. Now, you won't hear from him then. No, not at all. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I haven't talked to mom and dad yet. (laughs) Yeah. You you guys will be forgotten for sure next week. For sure. Well, that's good. Well, I'm glad you guys get to enjoy some time without children. (laughs) Right now, I've got an extra one. I've got my future son-in-law in our house. Why? Um... He, he lives with his grandparents, and they both are have COVID. And he's, um, yeah, so he, he's asked, my, my daughter's like, can he come stay in Jillian's old room? My other daughter's old room. And I'm like, bring him on. <clears throat> so, <laughs> so, but it was funny. I was, you know, I was overwhelmed with grad school work this weekend and doing all kinds. Of, I did an all-night race on Friday night. And there's five grown adults in the house, and I'm the one that's mowing the grass. But 
that's my fault for not uh, asking, I guess, a little more forcefully. Hey, could somebody else do the grass? Well, I don't know. I do all my stuff, but that's okay. He bought us supper the other night, you know, to thank us. And I mean, he's okay. a, I, I barely see him. He just kind of goes in. I barely see my daughter either. She just kind of comes in the house, goes in a room, wakes up, and goes to goes to work. So, <laughs> okay. Oh, so. that's awesome. Yep. So, yeah, you're missing a kid, and I gained one. Well, they are go. looking for an apartment, so they will be both be gone soon. Soon. I hope. That's good. We'll see. Yeah, it's about time. <laughs> They're time old be, enough. Time to be grown-ups, yeah. Yeah. To start adulting. Adulting, yes. <laughs> My youngest child's been out of the house for two years, and she's just like, Mom, I don't like this adulting thing. But <laughs> she's doing okay with it. But I'm like, you, yeah. you only got about another 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, little baby steps, you know, <laughs> making doctor's appointments. Like, honey, you know, you need to go get your eyes checked again. I know. Yeah, you're going to be adulting for as long as you're around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's okay to lean on mom and dad for a little while longer. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> Do you need me to make the appointment, sweetie? Oof. No, I don't. <laughs> anyway. Well, we were going to talk a little bit about um, the heat because it yeah. has been stifling the last couple of weeks. Speaking Please. of that, speaking of you, that, you were talking about me being. I'm, I'm talking already about worrying about coldness. Yeah, we're having 90 plus degree weather. Right yeah, now. that's why I'm like, hold on here, dude. Yeah, but know? I'm missing this 90 degree weather. I should be out biking in this. This is my love. It's be hot as can be. I'll be out there biking and. Granted, we're sitting here looking out the windows right now at a storm that's about to come through. So yeah. Yeah. I guess I won't be going paddle boarding this evening. No, I wouldn't do that tonight. (laughs) Might be a little windy for that. (laughs) Well, the things that mean that I've been doing a lot of in this 90 degree heat, a friend of mine and I have been open water swimming and I've learned how to kayak, which I've never done before. And now I want to go buy a kayak. I just don't know how to get it around. Those things are kind of awkward. Yes. Yeah. That's why I don't, we got a kayak out there. We haven't used it in years because it's too awkward to move around that's why we went with uh, the stand-up paddle boards the inflatable stand-up paddle boards although we also have a trailer that we pulled them on can you like deflate the stand-up paddle boards and fold them or yeah they they the problem is is it takes 10 15 minutes to inflate them they are not easy to inflate okay i mean it's not like it's impossible it's just they give you a pump and it takes a while to pump them up and get them hard enough to yeah be able to, where to you use. Can use them which i mean they're great for like traveling like on a trip and then when you get there inflate them and then keep them inflated until the right. trip's over and then deflate them to bring them back home i just um, didn't know if you can deflate them enough to fold them up yes but they fold still, up pretty small but that they still be inflated no partially. no oh. well i mean i guess you could but they would take up a lot of room because they're okay. fairly large to begin with okay it's not like I mean I guess you could inflate them and throw them in the back, deflate them enough to throw them in the back. Okay. Because they would bend at some point. Yeah. But you I mean, have, to, you have to deflate them probably eighty percent of the way though to, oh, to get to there. Just trying to figure it out, you know. I mean we've we've borrowed a kayak and we're swimming off of her neighbor's dock, so it's not a you know not a problem. But yeah. It's like this is really kind of fun <laughs> to just. It's so quiet. When you go on the Kentucky River, there's no boats. We see two boats each time we go out at like 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning during the week. Yeah. You're just not going to, I mean, it's been wonderful. I mean, there's really not that much boat traffic on the Kentucky River in general. You get, 
when we've been paddleboarding like in the evenings and stuff, it, there's like a boat every two or three minutes come through. Yeah. It's not like it's a constant barrage. No, I mean, there's certain areas on, on the Kentucky River where she lives is near one of the beaches. So, I mean, there'll be 20 boats there yeah. on a weekend. You okay. don't want to, you know, you don't want to be in that area. Um you know, trying to trying to swim. Uh, you know, after after twelve o'clock on either Saturday or Sunday, no, you just you just can't swim. But early but, mornings you can, and during the week there's nobody. So. Yeah, the hot weather is a great time to do open water swimming. It's, yeah, at least the water's water temperature's awesome. The, the water's probably not too hot right now. No. The the big the biggest problem with hot weather, and really what I wanted to talk about was you know, when you're when you're putting together your season, you're you're building up. Like for myself, yeah, this is the build part of the season. I'm looking to race in a, a couple months. Well, I got key workouts where I need to do 10K pace. Mm-hmm. The reality of 10K pace is there's no way I can do the paces I want from a training to get the adaptations I want in this heat. I've got to start thinking in terms of, okay, how am I going to get my training in within this heat? Because if I go out in this type of heat, number one, I won't be able to like running a 10k pace would be like running a 2k pace. If I'm trying to do 8 or 8k worth of this work at 2k pace, you're not going to last. It's no. just not going to happen. No, no, not at all. When it gets this hot, the body spends a lot of energy trying to cool you off. And in the process, your heart rate goes through the roof. You can't maintain the paces you want to go at least at the level you want. The only way it would work is if you used heart rate, mm-hmm. but then you're talking about doing like half marathon pacing for 10K pacing. While you would have the heart rate value of it, you wouldn't get the physical adaptations of running right. at that speed in it. You know, where if I go in a cooler weather, if I do it, say, indoor on a treadmill, I can get the heart rate and the actual speed value associated with that workout. I mean, you know, I run at 5 o'clock in the morning and most you could, of the time. That would be your other thing is, dude, if, when it's I'll tell 70 you what, degrees though, at 5 It has morning. been amazingly humid, though. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, we all look like we just came out of the pool <laughs> after a run. It's like, oh, my God. And I, and I, yeah, I do run one night a week, but I'm, that's a walk run. I just don't push it. You know, at 6 o'clock at night when it's still 90 degrees. Well, when it gets this hot, you can go out and do your aerobic workouts. You can go out and do your long bikes and runs and things of that nature. You just have to go slower right. to stay in your heart rate. But that's okay because my goal is aerobic adaptations. It doesn't matter how fast I go. Yeah. That's why when we talk about running, you want to run as slow as possible right. to get your aerobic adaptations. So when I go out and do a aerobic workout, run, bike, whatever it is, it doesn't matter how fast I'm going. Mm-hmm. As long as I'm you know, not blowing my heart up and going too fast and just cruising, I'm getting the benefit I needed anyway out of mm-hmm. it. But when I'm, you know, if I need to like push hundreds of watts, two, 300 watts in a, on a bike ride in this heat, I mean, I can do it for limited periods yeah but the heart rate again is going to get so high that you won't be able to sustain the power output for me on a bike ride for the 30 40 50 60 minutes of time i need to get the adaptations i want to get you have to just kind of plan a little bit differently like you know maybe if it's going to be 90 all the time maybe i need to get an indoor trainer where i can do these just the key workouts once a week on 
right. or I need to find a time to go out you know, really early in the morning, like it's seven, eight in the morning, the sun's just coming up before yeah. it gets scalding hot or towards sunset, you know, that becomes their own challenges of traffic on the road. Yeah. In the morning, you got people going to work, late evening, yeah, you're trying to beat the sun coming down. I was going to say, get, you don't want to get caught in the dark. <laughs> you don't want to get caught in the dark. The other side of it is, yeah, it's just, it, it becomes a challenge. That means you might have to move, say, your key bike workout till to the weekend, a mm-hmm. Saturday morning when there's, or Sunday morning when there's not going to be a lot of traffic, yeah. where you can go out and do the hard ride. Well, what does that cause problems with? That causes problems with, say, your long ride, which is generally on the weekend when you actually have time to do the long ride. Yeah, yeah. Which case now I gotta start thinking about planning. But well, maybe like Saturday I can go out and do my hard ride, and then Sunday I can come back and do the long ride, mm-hmm. which is a lot of bike riding on one weekend. But that's the right combination. You can't do the long ride and follow that up with yeah, the no, hard no, ride. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. You're not gonna have a good hard ride. Yeah. But those are the things you have to be start thinking about. Like running, I could go out and potentially run in the morning, early. But again, I've got traffic issues potentially. Mm-hmm. You know, lighting if it's before the sun comes up all those concerns are in there as well mm-hmm. you know usually like for me the hard runs i generally do those inside on a treadmill i, I do that for a couple reasons one we don't have anything flat around here yes <laughs> which when you're doing the speed work you really need something flat uh, yep. ideally like all the tracks are owned by high schools you're not gonna be able to get on those it's, there's like one flattish area around here that I used to do them on that's kind of like flat. It's I've got a quarter of a mile loop. Mm-hmm. It's flat for like 80% of it. <laughs> it has a little dip and back up. And was, that's It was like a little loop. and That was the closest I got. I used to do them on there. And it worked fairly well, but it's not flat. It, it's much easier for me to do it on a treadmill where I can set the pace and just do the work. I've always prefer to do those workouts on the treadmill just because I don't have to think about I don't have to think about you know looking at my watch and making sure I'm on the right pace you know it's just push the buttons and there I am and there's the timer and okay I'm good I would rather do it on a track because it's a little more real world it's a little bit closer to what you're actually gonna feel when you're out there I guess every other run I do is on the road so you know doing one one is not as bad one is not as bad you know for me I usually try to do my long runs outside yeah. Because that's one I can I can go out and do in a park or something like that. Right. I'm not worried about the weather. I'm usually doing it after a swim at like 9 or 10. So it's going to be hot, which is great because I need to get used to exercising in the heat for races. Yeah. Because triathlons are generally run once the sun's up and, and burning, unless you're doing a well, sprint. Well, you're especially running in the heat no matter what. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're doing like Olympic distance and yeah. longer. Because, yeah, you're, you're not... Even the Olympic distance of you're going to spend an hour or two getting to the run, even if they start at 7, it's still 9. The sun's yeah. going to be up and going by then. <laughs> it's going to be warm. It's always warm at the run. Yep. But, yeah, it's, these are just things you have to, I think, take into consideration once the summer comes and, like, we get these unusually hot stretches of temperature. Yeah. Maybe I need to think about how I'm going to structure my week a little bit differently. What can I, how do I move things around? Well, if I'm doing hard workouts on Saturday and in the long ride on Sunday, well, then I need to really spread out the run, my hard run to be maybe like that Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And my long run, say that Thursday, which would give me a day or so to recover 
to yeah. get myself ready for that hard ride on Saturday and Sunday. Where like maybe I did a hard, maybe I do my hard run on Tuesday and my hard bike on Friday and my long runs. I don't know on the weekend and maybe I do my bike runs. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just, I guess yeah. what I'm saying is, you just may have to restructure your whole week, right? Which is, creates its own challenges because you may or may not have time for it to make that restructure. Like, and you work. have a job, and you have kids, and you have everything. <laughs> <laughs> I got to the point where it was like, okay, I've got these blocks each day, and I would look, I would look at the weather. It's like, all right, and that's what helped me decide what I was going to do each day. It's like, okay, if it was going to be cruddy out, then yeah. no bike. Oh, yeah. All right. What well, days am I going to be able to bike? And that was sort of the first, you know, the first way. And then it then it was deciding what workouts. Oh yeah, the the, the first know. iteration is always the bike because that's dependent on what's the weather like outside more than any other sport. Yeah. Because with running, I can because running generally, especially for me, my long runs are thirty. They're an hour. Most of my runs are thirty. 40 minutes yeah you can sneak that in a lot of spots during a day yes a bike that's an hour and a half that needs a bike and all the equipment associated with it yes. eh, there's a lot smaller windows that you've a lot fewer windows to stick those into well, i mean you can run on a sidewalk safely if you're running outside on a bike you're you're just going to be on the road so yes. you just all those traffic considerations are, are huge or if you want to go it somewhere has to be, that means it has to also be daylight generally yeah you know so it's like okay am i going to go to lexington or louisville and ride in one of the parks and you know so that we're it, like it, it's easier to run at night than it is to bike at night as well yes yeah or early morning yeah for that matter unless you unless you just want to live on your trainer with the bike no i mean i've got a nice trainer but no i don't want to live on it <laughs> So I just want to kind of throw that out there this this week is just hey it's if it's unseasonably hot in your area, you may have to think about restructuring when you work out or maybe change up how you work out because trying to do those key workouts in the heat is just not going to work. Yeah. At least it'll work. It's just you a won't either a hit your times <laughs> that you're hoping to run. Yeah. Which is discouraging or. B, you won't get the adaptations you want to get out of those workouts. Yeah, that was a lesson. I it took me a long time to learn because I used to go out and do a lot of my speed workouts in the run, and you wouldn't be that super fast with them. Mm-hmm. And it just never really occurred to me that hey, you know, this was probably not a good thing. Yeah, because I always like, well, I'm getting the heart rate adaptations. Well, yeah, I'm I'm getting the intensity level I want out of these workouts. Right. But I'm also not getting the foot speed adaptations I want out of it. Yeah. Once I started moving into a treadmill and doing things on a treadmill a little bit more and getting away from the hot runs, I actually started getting a little faster again because I was able to pick up that foot speed yep. by being able to run in a, in a more climate-controlled environment, which led mm-hmm. to me having better runs when it came time for race day. Makes sense. Got to love the treadmill. I mean... Not all the time, no, but it's definitely it. it definitely serves its purpose, though. Yeah. Oof, well, thank I mean, goodness we have them. Well, yeah. I mean, it'd be nice if you could you know, run in 70-degree weather all the time, too. But that's yeah. really challenging to, to do as well, <laughs> to find that. <laughs> yep. All righty. Good advice. Well, if you like us, if you're listening to us on iTunes, give us five stars, yes. right? Yay, yes. I got that Yay. right. Yay. If you're watching us on YouTube... And you've enjoyed this video, hit the like button. Hit the like button. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> if you want to see more content like this, hit the subscribe button. Uh, we're trying to post. We post the podcast weekly. Again, I'd like to get a little more content out there. 
hit the bell and you'll be notified when we're uploading new content. And if you're looking for a coach, check us out at go3sport.com. Talk to you next week.